Welcome to the Cash Confident Podcast. I'm Bray Sedano, your fearless host, personal finance expert, and the visionary behind the revolutionary Cash Confident community. Get ready to embark on an electrifying journey where we redefine the rules of money and empower women to harness the immense power to craft the life they truly, truly desire. This podcast is the ultimate resource meticulously crafted for women who are ready to unleash their financial prowess and embrace a life of abundant success. We leave no stone unturned as we delve into the depths of money management, mindset mastery, and the undeniable influence of emotions on your financial decisions. Prepare to rise above the societal limitations and break free from the chains that have held you back as we equip you with the tools and knowledge to make bold, confident choices with your cash. We believe that true financial power begins with knowledge, and that is exactly what we deliver. So buckle up, my fierce and ambitious friends, as we embark on this transformative journey to becoming cash confident together. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024, and we are here again for the Cash Confident Podcast with Brian Sedano. Um, and today's topic is all about goal setting, getting those money goals right for 2024. And so I'm excited to talk about this because I will tell you that dry, boring, sad, must do, should do sorts of money goals almost never get done. They are they're just hard to do. All right. So I'm going to give you some tips and some things to think about for your goals and just just a few different ways to look at it. And I know that there is some common wisdom out there about goals that are smart. What is it? Uh, Specific, measurable, attainable, time-constrained. And uh, is that it? I might have missed a letter. Um, And I will tell you that is my least favorite way to set goals. And the reason for that is it's just a very, very one-sided kind of unbalanced toward the masculine way to set goals. Now, listen, if it's working for you, carry on. Um, But for a lot of the people that I work with, those kinds of goals add a lot of pressure. They add a lot of time urgency. They add a lot of financial urgency. And even when you get maybe 99% of the way there, you can still feel like a failure. It's a very like pass, fail, fail kind of goal setting. Additionally, I will tell you this, is that I like goals that are unrealistic. And I like goals that happen way faster than is logical and makes sense. And I like, <laughs> I like goals that are, I guess, specific enough. I do like to be specific. Um, anyways, so I'm going to just go through some of the, the different ways that you can look at setting goals for your finances. And then I'm going to talk to business owners too in this, because there's, there's some places that business owners, uh, could probably set goals in a, in a way that's a little juicier, a little bit more fun to do. So the first thing that I want to say about setting goals is that our goals should really be tied to the desire and the lifestyle that we actually want. All right. So true desire is is this place where we're kind of being led by life a little bit where you know desires aren't just ours. It's like how the how life, you know, uses us to co-create, right? It's it, that's that's part of 
that's that's part of the magic of desire. And I notice that when people are really doing something that they really, really, they have like a burning yearning for, they're so much more likely to get it done than when it's like this goal that's, you know, just looked good on paper, or it feels exactly just like the logical next step or whatever. So I would highly encourage you to really think about like, what do I want to be better or different in my life? Like, and sometimes with desires, sometimes we don't exactly know what we do want, but we do know what we don't want. And that's an okay place to be. So, you know, even if you're grabbing a sheet of paper and you're writing like, what I don't want, what I do want, you know, like if you're, let's say if one of your goals is to like get a different job or to upgrade your business in some way, and you're like, well, these are the things I don't like. Let me figure, let me use that information to fine tune what I do want. All right. And I will tell you that desires are not things that feel like should do's, must do's, habits, you know, most of the time habits or systems. And we'll talk about that actually next. So the first thing that you're going to want to do is tell yourself the truth about what it is you want. And I would so deeply encourage you to do this because when you're telling your, when there is like radical self-honesty about what you want, there is a, there is a level of momentum that comes from that, the kind of decision that is really just interesting and full of momentum. So that would be the first thing. And then actually I'm going to give you just a, just a framework for setting goals around desire. And it's called the be, do, have, right? And I'm not the first, I, this is not my idea. I'm certainly not the first person that you're going to hear about talking about this, but I like setting my goals this way, the be, do, have, because it's just a more holistic approach. Um, so if, so let's just say I wanted to have the opportunity, you know, like have that top of the mountain view, right? Well, then I have to become somebody who climbs a mountain. I have to be that person, you know, and that may mean that I need to do some training or I need to buy the right hiking boots and I need to, you know, plan the hike and I need to do whatever else. And then I get to have that view. And in that, that case, in this example, it's, you know, an experience, it's not necessarily a material item, but a lot of times we don't look at who we would have to become or what we would have to do to get the goal that we want. And I think that's really where people misestimate any levels of resistance or incongruity to that. So a big goal is probably going to scare the shit out of you at least a little bit. And when we really look at like, well, who would I need to become and that may even mean like, well, what what aspects of myself would I need to let go of or what needs to change or what needs to be different than we we do the work, but we don't embody it. And it, it just doesn't exactly make sense. And you can't, you cannot outwork, you cannot out hustle like energy that's incongruent to to what you're doing, right? Like if I don't become that hiker. I'm probably not going to get to the type of the mountain. Like I need to be that person, right? And it's it's not the same thing as just doing the thing. It's a little bit more of on, on the identity, right? So when we look at these things, so it's it's at, a, at an identity level, and then it's at an action level, and then it's like the focused desire. And so I love be do have goals, and if you really you know grab your journal and really really think about that, you can even start to see. If there's a gap, you know, if you're like, wow, I would have to really be the hiker. And like currently, I am 100% not a hiker. I'm not a hiker. I don't have hiking stuff. I don't go for hikes. I barely go for walks. You know, it's a, it's a, 
it's a thing. Well, then that's going to be a really, I'm going to start to see that gap. Um, and then I can adjust for that. Well, do I actually really want this? Do I actually really want to be a hiker? You know, and this, this, and this example, it might just be a little silly, but this, this is a thing for business. Like I'll give you an example. So one of the things that I had been working on was growing my audience and I, I got to this place where I was like, oh, I want to have this, you know, amount of followers across my platforms. And that means I have to do, you know, I have to create this amount of content and I have to do real strategies and I have to do this and I have to do this. And then I'm like, and what would I have to be? I would have to like be, I mean, not like actually famous, but like, you know, internet famous, low grade famous, right? And I when I started really looking at that do list, I was like, I actually don't want to do a lot of that stuff. I uh, I haven't made reels in quite some time. It's my least favorite kind of content to make. And one of the things that I did do was like, I want to help people, right? Like when I looked at like when I, what I have is that audience growth, but it's, it's not just like the number of followers. That's a vanity metric. It's like, I want to have relationship with people. I want to help them with their money. And I want to have enough time and space in their reality, in your reality to be able to actually do that. And when I looked at my do strategies of like making seven second reels, right? I was like, that's not enough time or space for me to actually accomplish that goal. So it felt incongruent, right? And I was like, okay. So the funny thing is that I started this podcast, which is now actually currently in just about the top 10% of podcasts and growing every day. So I let's just take a second and just thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends. Thank you for the reviews. If you haven't reviewed my podcast, please do. But that B do you have, like I could see the incongruencies and I could see the places where I actually didn't want to do what it would take. And so I had to really examine that and see, mm, there's this gap here. And there was another gap really around being seen, right? Like really showing up at that next level and really exposing myself to more judgment and more just audience, right? And that was a place that I had to be like, oh my goodness, I really need to grow into that. That's a thing that it's uncomfortable for me, right? And that next level of my identity of being seen, of being out there a little bit more, that's something that I that I need to practice with. I need to get comfortable in that new setting, right? And so that was another place there was a gap. And so I think when we do our be, do, have goals and we we just write down like, ooh, all right, well, if I want this, I want to have this, I want to have this experience, or I want to have this amount of clients or this amount of money, well, well, what do I need to do? And then you can even question those things like, is this all true? But really it comes down to who do I need to be? What do I need to embody? What, what aspects of myself need to come to the forefront? What aspects of myself need to take the back burner. And I think that's just a more, much more holistic way of looking at it. And it's also a little bit more balanced to the masculine and feminine. So the, those do goals are going to be the masculine is going to be the action taking goals. But then there's that feminine part of who am I being, right? And when those two things come together, who am I being and what am I doing? Then we can see the result of that with laser focus. So I really, really love that because when a lot, many, many people have uh, goals that are just imbalanced toward the masculine, and they're they're very pass fail. Like, did you make this amount of money or did you not? Did you pass or did you fail? Did you, you either succeeded or you didn't? Right? And while sometimes that level of clarity is great, sometimes it can be a little harsh and. Sometimes we can end up taking a lot of action while not being who we want, like while not being embodied, and it doesn't work as well. 
right? So when you're being the person that has the thing that you're going for and you're taking the actions, you're going to be much more in alignment. It's like the effort is just going to go further um, energetically. So the B do have, I think that's, that's my preferred method of goal setting. And then from there, you can start to look at the gap. Now, when people talk about their, their money, a lot of times people have goals that are really systems and habits system, like either they need to build out a financial system or they need to install a financial habit. And for those things, those are, those are, to me, they're less of a goal and they're more of just like a one-time action. And while you can put that on your to-do list, it's not like a big achievement necessarily to just do the thing. Like, so let's just say you want to start to save some money. We'll just open the account and set up the direct deposit. Like that's how to do it. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. People ask me all the time. They're like, how do you save money? And I'm like, well, you put the money in your savings account and then you don't spend it. Um, Which is it really, is it, I mean, it's that simple. And also, and also it's not that simple. There's, there's more to it. There's, there's, there is. But the thing is, is when we start to look at our systems. So when we're setting up our systems, we want to have money to pay our bills and to be prepared and, you know, to like up, to spend and to upgrade our lifestyle and to invest. And some of those things we really want to build is habits. So most of what we can do is just get started wherever we are. Right. So if you wanted to start investing, start your retirement accounts, just open up the accounts and just get started with an amount of money that feels okay for you. And then put a, a note on your calendar or in your phone that every month you reevaluate it and see if you could increase it by even just a dollar, even whatever. It doesn't matter. Because once you're doing the things, you start to see the progress and something really, really wonderful happens from that. So if you have goals like to save more money or to be prepared or to get out of credit card debt, um, you know, or to start to be an investor, just just put your plan in place and then just just get started taking the small actions and don't put a ton of thought or energy into it, right? Like it's it's especially the debt, right? Like just take the actions, put your plan in place, and then if you you know, and then just kind of make your moves. Just make your moves. All right. So that's systems. If your goals are systems or habits, those kind of those kind of goals. And I would say also, I'm going to talk a little bit more about debt. Debt is a goal of decrease, right? And so it's not a goal of increase. And I want to be very, very clear because people come to see me with the goal of paying off their debt. And, and I want to tell you very, very clearly that paying off your debt is one, not required to build wealth. It is not required. You do not have to pay off your debt before you can start investing. In fact, I think that is the the worst and most damaging advice that is uh, very very mainstream about money, and especially especially if you're you know not in your teenage or maybe even early twenties. Like if you're in your early twenties and you have some debt and you want to pay it off, okay, all right. But if you start if you're and you're getting into your later twenties or your thirties and you're not saving, you're not investing. And you're just so you can pay off a credit card that it is detrimental to your financial well-being. But where where I want to talk about the goal of decrease is that most of the time they don't work because we focus on it so hard that we increase the debt. And this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like in real life is people will come see me and they've had the goal of paying off their credit card debt for a long time. And this is the the mental process. So then they're like, well, the interest really bothers me. And so then they're taking out a 0% balance transfer to move their credit cards to. 
And that looks like it's a good idea on paper, but if they don't address the habits and they don't address, you know, their mindset and they don't address what's underneath that, they move the credit card balance from their credit card that they have an established habit of spending with to an empty credit card. And they usually will leave that one at home. They'll leave, they'll leave the new credit card in the drawer. And so them and their old credit card will go out only now they have no balance. Fast forward a year or two and they've doubled the size of their debt. That's that's what I've seen happen. And then they've done that once or twice. And then they'll take out a 401k loan or a personal loan to consolidate all the debts. And then if that doesn't work, then the next step is to take out a home equity loan. I've seen that happen many times. Um, you know, and then they're and then all of a sudden, you know, two, three decades has gone by and they're still their debt is way bigger than it was when they started. So what I suggest is if you, if one of your goals is to pay off a debt, is to really build your savings habits, to get your financial systems in place, to get your habits in place, to look at whatever under like whatever the underlying cause of that debt is. And I will tell you, I from the people that I've worked with and what I've seen, it's very rarely reckless overspending. Most of the time, it's being unprepared for you know maintenance or emergencies, and a lot of it's not even emergencies. It's like being unprepared for regular expenses and maintenance that are just not regular bills. Like, you know, I had to put, fix my car for $2,000 or, you know, I needed a new roof or I needed this, this thing, you know, my dishwasher broke and I just was unprepared for, for those kind of things, even though I knew my dishwasher was 26 years old, or even though I knew my car was, was due for the, you know, the maintenance that happens at 120,000 miles. That's like a big maintenance, right? Like, those are the those are the kinds of things. So when you're when you're having that goal of decrease, what I would suggest doing is putting your plan in place and making your payments and really really shifting your focus toward what else is going on. Cuz when you what you focus on grows and when people have so much focus on their debt, it just grows. That's that's what happens. So really shift that. Really shift that. And then also if your goal is to be debt free, Honestly, I wouldn't even have that as a goal because here, here's the thing is when that goal gets met, if you don't really very consciously re, reprogram yourself to have a new goal, what ends up happening is you put the debt back on because now you've reached that goal, but it, the goal is still there. And then you just put the, the credit card debt back on to have to pay it off again. I call it yo-yo debt and it's a remarkably common phenomenon. The same thing happens with diets. It's like people lose the weight and then they gain the weight right back. Because they're they're really setting their their having a goal of decrease is a, somewhat energetically unnatural. So obviously, I want you to pay off your debt. I want you to be you know I want your cash flow to be free. I want that to be be going well for you. And the best way to do that is to really look at your debt, get you know get your plan in place, how much you're going to pay towards it, what order your payments are going to go. Get solid on that. Make your payments. You know, do what needs to be done. But I would very intentionally work on building my savings habits, you know, building my, getting my spending habits under control, getting my mindset in the right place, um, really building financial strength so that way I don't need to use those credit cards and really work on shifting those habits and everything that, that's there. And then really work on building wealth. Because being debt-free, when somebody says, I want to be debt-free, all that means to me is you're at a, a zero, you're at zero. You're not wealthy because you're debt-free. It's not an indication of wealth. It's not an indication of financial well-being, although it could be. Um, you know, some you know, you can be over-leveraged with debt and it can be really problematic to your cash flow and to your life. 
And so I, so I get that. But being debt-free is not the same thing as financial health and it is not the same thing as wealth and it is not the same thing as building wealth. So let's just be clear about that. Um, all right, that's what I have to say about that. Um, all right, so the next thing that I want you to think about when you're setting your money goals and your financial goals is about lifestyle. What are the places where you want to increase your lifestyle? Or maybe some places you want to decrease your lifestyle. Or some places where a decrease may be an increase. Like if your kids, you know, all moved out of the house and now you don't want to spend all your money on this big house in a big yard and you want something, a little townhouse or something like that. That could be a decrease that's actually an increase up your cash flow. So ponder about your lifestyle. What are the things that you want? What are the things that you want to be different? You know, when you think about your space, you know, or your cars or your material items, or even just what you want to do with um, your time, your energy, you know, really ponder on those things as you start to set your financial goals, because a lot of times these things need to be funded to be able to be done. And we... The thing that's really important is when we have lifestyle goals that are super true and super, you know, we really want them. We're so much more likely to make the decisions in congruence with that than when our goals are just, you know, I want to put more money into my 401k, which is a, which also is a great goal, but it's it's not really a goal. It's just a thing where like, all right, you just adjust your habit ever so slightly, you know, instead of putting in. you put in five and a half or you put in the 6% or you put in whatever it takes to get the match. Um, But it's not really a goal because it's just like you go, you log in to your computer and you just set the new amount, right? All right. So lifestyle goals, that's going to be a thing. And we we just did talk about desires, but they're, you know, that you want the lifestyle goals to be things that you actually really want that are important to you that like get your heart pumping, that feel juicy and alive. Um, All right. And so I'm going to talk to business owners now because that is, because there's just some interesting things I see with business owners. So a lot of times with business owners, there's a lot of revenue goals where people are really looking at revenue and they're really growing their revenue. And that is wonderful and that is important. Um, But I would encourage you to set business goals that are revenue, profit, and salary or or depending on how you take your money out of the business, it might not be like a payroll, but like what you want to take home, your distributions or your, you know, or your paychecks. Because those three numbers are very, very different and you can grow your revenue quite a bit um, while decreasing your profit and you can grow your revenue quite a bit while still not taking much money home. Actually, I will tell you, I had a client who, uh, she worked with me in Limitless Wealth a while ago and we were looking at her numbers and I was seeing like that she, that she was making a lot of money. I mean, she was, you know, making like a half a million dollars a year and really only being able to take home like $4,000, which was not really to the level that her, you know, is really, she was really pinching pennies in her lifestyle. And we had to look at that because I was like, well, we could work on growing revenue. Mm, We could, but I'm like, really, you're, you're already making the money. It's just your expenses around certain things are super high. And so there's no, there's no money for you to take home. So we redirected the money that was already in her business. And within, I mean, it took a few months because there were, you know, there were big adjustments to her business that needed to be done. But within, within maybe nine or 10 months, she was taking home $15,000 a month, which was really much more to her lifestyle, even though her revenue grew, her revenue grew during our work, but we weren't really focused on that. We were really focused on 
increasing her profitability and increasing the amount of money that she was able to take home. And so I think it's worth to, that worth it for you to really distinguish those things for yourself. Um, because if you don't chasing revenue, like chasing revenues, like chasing the dragon, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It will never be enough. You know, you'd be amazed at how easy it is to spend a half million dollars. Like it's just not that hard when you have a business. So really looking at like what you want your profit margins to be and what you want your salary or your take-home distributions to be is the thing that's really, really important. So these are some things that we want to be looking at when we are setting our goals for the new year and really starting to like feel into how good it, like how good it's going to be and how much fun it's going to be. And the, you know, really like playing with like, what you're going to do with your life because your money is sorted out. I think that's a piece too that where sometimes people get really fixated on the cash or the amounts or the dollars that they forget that they're putting their money toward, you know, this vacation or toward this, um, you know, new endeavor or toward, you know, having the resources available to quit their jobs or, you know, even just when you're saving, like even really just focusing on the stability that you're going to have from your money. So, these are some of my ideas and some of my tips for, you know, big picture goal setting for next year. And uh, I hope that this was helpful. I hope you have a few ideas and I would love to hear what some of your be, do, and have goals are. And so you can send me an email uh, or send me a message on, on in my DMs on my Facebook or Instagram. And I don't always get to respond to every single one, but I do read I do read everything that comes into, into my, you know, I do read or listen to everything that comes into my world. So I love you. I appreciate you. I cannot wait for 2024. Thank you. All right. Happy new year, everybody. It was my pleasure and joy to talk with you today. Thank you for listening. If you found value in our conversation, I kindly ask you to share the show with a friend who deserves to unleash her financial power. Your feedback is so, so valuable to me. So please take a moment to leave a review. Together, we can amplify the message and bring more money into the hands of good women. For ongoing guidance and unwavering support on your financial journey, I invite you to join the Cash Confident community. Visit www.cashconfident.com slash join to become part of our powerful community of women where we uplift and inspire one another to reach new heights of financial success. Remember, you possess the power to shape your financial destiny. And with the Cash Confident Podcast and the support of our remarkable community, you are unstoppable. Embrace your financial power, create the life you desire, and let's ignite a movement of cash confident women who are transforming the world. One dollar, one decision at a time.